The Tapper Teacher Training is an annual retreat for homeschooling parents, a live in-person gathering that brings together heart-centered homeschoolers from all over the world for hands-on learning, community, connection, and fun. And I'd love to see you at Taproot 2024. We'll gather August 1st through 4th at a camp in Northeastern Ohio for a long weekend of engaging workshops, hiking and yoga, and personal reflection. Taproot gives everyone a chance to experience and practice singing, painting, and building main lessons in order to foster a deeper understanding of the hands-on, Waldorf-inspired approach. A team of experienced homeschoolers offer guidance rooted in each of their family's life to help bring you more joy to yours. This is our 18th year of offering this amazing experience. You can learn more at artofhomeschooling.com slash taproot2024. You're listening to the Art of Homeschooling podcast, where we help parents cultivate creativity and connection at home. I'm your host, Jean Miller, and here on this podcast, you'll find stories and inspiration to bring you the confidence you need to make homeschooling work for your family. Let's begin. Hey there, my friend, and welcome to episode 69, Shift Worry into Curiosity. I recently had a one-on-one mentor session with a homeschooling mom who was anxious and worried about her two kids and how her homeschooling was going. She wanted help with tweaking her daily rhythm and planning upcoming lessons. We got most of the way through the hour when she happened to mention a few other things going on. Later in the week, she had her meeting with the education authorities about how homeschooling was going, and her son was starting a new part-time homeschooling program the very next day. Hmm, so I mentioned that maybe everyone, including herself, was just a bit on edge and worried about those events. Ah, yes, of course, she said. The question for all of us really is, when we can't see the forest for the trees, meaning we can't see the big picture because of our worry, what do we do? For most of us, we either shrink and play small or we decide we need to change everything. like all at once, all while feeling like we're failing and that everything is falling apart right before our eyes. Worry and anxiety can do that. They have a way of making it seem like everything is falling apart at once. So what's a parent to do? The answer is curiosity. Get curious. Finding a way to shift worry 
into curiosity can bring us out of that feeling of doom and overwhelm so that we feel just a bit lighter, a little bit more capable, kind, and even understanding. So what does curiosity really mean? Here's the simple definition. Curiosity is a desire to know or an inquisitive interest in others' concerns. I can tell you when I'm feeling curious, I'm so much less judgmental of myself and of others because I've stepped outside of the black and white thinking of right and wrong. It's like the words of the poet Rumi who said, quote, out beyond ideas of wrongdoing and right doing, there is a field. I'll meet you there. End quote. I love music. And if you love music as I do, the amazing a cappella group Labana has a beautiful song called Out Beyond of these words from Rumi set to music. I'll link it in the show notes for this episode if you want to go have a listen. And you can find those at artofhomeschooling.com slash episode 69. Here's the thing. Curiosity can really help us step outside of the worry and anxiety that we experience, step outside of our ideas of right doing and wrong doing for just a little while and invite our brains to consider other possibilities. The trick is remembering to get curious when in the thick of feeling worried. One way is to practice curiosity when you're not worried about something or when you're only slightly worried about it. You can practice on just about any situation in any moment. So I encourage you to give this a try. And then after you've practiced for a while, suddenly you may find yourself remembering to do this when you're in the thick of it. So here are a few questions to ask yourself. First, though, you want to stop and observe the scene in front of you and then ponder one of these questions. First one is, I wonder what's going on with my child right now or what's going on with my child today? Another question, what's beautiful and interesting about this moment? Or what am I thinking? And then is there another possible explanation here? And lastly, what if there's nothing wrong here? What if this isn't a problem? What if it hasn't all gone wrong? Sometimes curiosity requires a bit of self-compassion, but mostly it just takes practice. When my kids were growing up, we volunteered on a farm for a CSA. If you're not familiar with that, a CSA is, it stands for Community Supported Agriculture, where a group of families get vegetable shares from a farm or a farmer. Our family volunteered at Silver Creek Farm one day a week for years, and it was a wonderful experience for all of my kids and for me too. Uh, 
we not only got to help out with growing and harvesting vegetables, but also we helped with feeding the animals, taking care of the chickens. And it was a wonderful uh, way to get, have more time outdoors. So Parma Molly, as the mother of three grown children at the time, she gave me some great parenting advice that I will never forget. Probably after observing my children arguing or acting wild and me feeling guilty about their unruly behavior. And Farmer Molly said to me, here's the thing to remember, Jean, the thing to remember about parenting, no credit, no blame. Personally, I think the truth lies somewhere in between parents getting all the credit and all the blame versus none of the credit and none of the blame. But many of us, when we are stressed out, we tend to take none of the credit, but all of the blame. So I will tell you that this phrase has lifted me out of a place of despair many times throughout my parenting years. No credit, no blame. As I said, the key is to step outside of that paradigm of right and wrong and remember to get curious. I like to play with this idea with questions like the ones I suggested above. Anytime I think that I'm sure about something, but also when I'm especially anxious or worried. So when I think I know why someone else is behaving the way they are, when I feel certain, uh, that's when curiosity can really help. Because when we assume what other people think or why they are behaving a certain way, and this goes for our children, partners, Uh, in-laws, even our friends, when we think we know, when we're sure about another, we don't give ourselves an opportunity to get curious, nor do we give the other person a chance to surprise us. The bottom line is that when we feel anxious or worried about a situation or person, we can observe and ask ourselves a few questions and then get curious instead of staying fixed in certainty. That's how we shift worry into curiosity, my friend. It's a practice. I hope you will come and share your thoughts about this and your experience trying curiosity out. We'll be posting about this episode over on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, And I would love to hear your thoughts over there. Thanks so much for tuning in today. You can find the show notes for this episode at artofhomeschooling.com slash episode 69. That's all for today, my friend. But here's what I want you to remember. Rather than perfection, let's focus on connection. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of the Art of Homeschooling podcast. 